Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. This episode about Rivals was recorded up in Wellington as part of the New Zealand Improv Festival in uh, Bats Theatre. The sound is not quite as good because it was recorded in a theatre rather than in a studio, but uh, I think it's very, very funny. I was very, uh, very lucky to get the guests that I did, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. So here it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our nerds! Hello everyone and welcome along to The Nerd Degree. My name is Brendan Bennett and tonight we will see who is the wittiest nerd and the nerdiest wit. Uh, We perform this show every month down in Christchurch but we are so excited to be up here in Wellington as part of the New Zealand Improv Festival and I will be finding out which of these six improvisers will be earning their nerd degree. Now, our theme tonight is rivalries. We have uh, contestants from Australia and New Zealand, those classic rivals. I've decided to mix the teams together to um, just just spread a little bit of love. Um, So our theme is is not just rivalries, but overcoming rivalries. Um, So... As you can imagine, I mean, it's, it's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. We'll be rising up to the challenge of our rivals, and uh, the last known survivor will stalk their prey in the night. And you'll be watching it all here at Bats or on your iPod. <laughs> now, we have two teams. Uh, let's see. Starting on this side, we have Team Capulet. And... Uh, <laughs> It's just, we, did, we, have to, we have to call the team something. Uh, so uh, we have from Wellington, typeface addict, Matt Powell. From Melbourne, we have professional doodler, April Seymour. And also from Melbourne, action figure hoarder, Jason Geary. Thank you, Team Capulet. And we have over here, as you can guess, Team Montague. Yes. On Team Montague, we have, from Wellington, ex-pro wrestler, Jennifer O'Sullivan. From Melbourne, we have under-13 race walking champion, Rick Brown. So he's the sportsman of the team. And from Wellington, we have Diane Pullum, who has been a Batman obsessive from the age of four. Team Montague. Okay, and we are lucky enough to have, calling the shots... Nerd boxing champion Andrew Todd. Yeah. Good evening, Brendan. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great. I just flew in from Austin, Texas, and I am ready to announce things. <laughs> Andrew is. First of all, thank you for avoiding the cheap joke there. Um, Andrew's going to be keeping the scores and keeping track of who is winning as the night goes on. Isn't that right? That's right. I am the only person allowed to score or win. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to score tonight. It is a it is a nerd show. Um, I don't know. When you get enough nerds together, that's true. Critical mass. Some really interesting discussions about somehow. particle physics. <laughs> uh, we are also very very lucky um, to have a musician with us tonight. We have Ollie Devlin. Give him a round of applause. I uh, know. I. I asked Ollie for a nerdy fact about himself, and he told me that he has had tweets favorited by both of the Nielsen brothers from the Minchicks. And that is apparently really. <laughs> That's a. Okay. Yeah, he assured me that that was impressive. So. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm... Oh, you snuck in some coolness into the show. All right, uh, so we have a, a series of rounds of challenges for our teams to find out how nerdy they are. And uh, so we need to get on to our first round. Oh, no, before that, oh. actually, I'd like to hear from each of you. Uh, our theme is rivalries. So secretly, maybe they're not even aware of this, who is your rival or who are you feuding with? Um, Jason. Uh, I'm feuding with the Christian Ninja Army. Uh, so if you see one, tell me. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. April? Uh, I was a Girl Scout, so far be it from me to make fun of anyone with hollow bones. But I'm feuding with birds, all birds. <laughs> they have dinosaur DNA, but they can still sing better than I can. 
Yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> um, I'm feuding with everyone who's ever created an online witch Harry Potter house test. Uh, because uh, I've got every single result and somehow they've all been wrong. <laughs> yeah, Hufflepuff for life. Jen? Uh, I don't know that it's that big of a secret, but I am feuding with the patriarchy. So um, just if you see it, punch it. <laughs> that's, a, that's on the post. If you see it, punch it. Yeah. Rick? I've been uh, secretly feuding with my 12-year-old daughter... Uh, she, she's not aware of it because uh, <laughs> I noticed recently that uh, she doesn't want to tell me what she's been doing at school. I say, what have you been doing at school? And she's like, stuff. Uh, which really started to annoy me. I can't get any information out of her. So uh, over the last uh, month or so, I've stopped asking her what she's been doing at school out of spite. Just to be like, I'm not even going to ask you. She doesn't realise I've stopped asking her. She's probably quite happy. But in my mind, I'm like, teaching you a lesson. She's training and for the under- when she's like, why was my dad so emotionally distant? I'll say it was your fault. <laughs> Rick, she's training for the under 13 walking championships of Victoria. She's got uh, so much to live up you've to. You've got to be emotionally open to be a race walking champion. That's what I learned. <laughs> race walking is 90% emotional honesty. That, I mean, the biggest muscle is your heart. That's right. <laughs> Diane. Uh, I'm rival with uh, John Key because um, I'm actually a lizard and he's stealing my fucking thunder. (laughs) (laughs) All right, to find out who goes first in the first round, you need to roll for initiative. Yeah, you didn't realise how nerdy we are. Three. Three, that's not good. Eleven. Eleven. All right, Team Montague, you go first. Yes. And our first round is the nerd quotient round. Right. In... In and the nerd you. quotient round, I will be asking questions that will test your nerdy knowledge of current events and rivalries throughout history. Fingers current crossed events. for some race walking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the famous rivals of race walking? <laughs> there was Simon Baker, uh, he was gifted, uh, and me. <laughs> head to head. Um, okay, so this is, this is for Team Montague. What famous romantic rivalry is getting reversed on its 10 year anniversary? Um, I know this one, I think. Ooh. I believe the famous romance is that between those irrepressible and vivid characters, Bella and Edward from Twilight? Yes. Is that correct? They're getting flipped. They're getting flipped because apparently, mm. uh, I've, I've, this is a little bit of hearsay, but apparently she's been accused that, uh, of the books being um, sexist. And so she's reversing the roles to prove that it's not. Which really, I feel, underlines the fact that she doesn't know what the fuck people have criticised her for. <laughs> that's just, that's well, let, me, let me tell you, she's, she's made a lot of changes. So Bella is now called Bo. Oh, Bo. Edward is now even? Edith. Edith. Is the other Duke brother in there as well? Luke, Duke, Bo and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jacob is now Julie. Oh, okay. So... There you Julie, go. Julie, Bo and Edith. Didn't they reverse everything except for uh, Bella's parents? Because she didn't think it was realistic that a man would get custody of a child in the 80s. Oh. That's I what d- I heard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, so the, the new book is called Life and Death, Twilight Reimagined. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer described the writing process as fun, but also really fast and easy. <laughs> when can we buy this book? <laughs> well, it's coming out soon on the on the tenth anniversary of Twilight. Wasn't um, Fifty Shades of Grey just Twilight reimagined? <laughs> yes, yeah. and in fact, yeah. and in fact, um, Fifty Shades of Grey has kind of already done this because uh, she wrote rewrote Fifty Shades of Grey from yeah. Christian Grey's perspective. As you, I'm sure you know, Jason. Oh, I've read them all. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Team Julie. <laughs> Hashtag Tyler's van. That's the one I vote for. Okay, so uh, points there for Team Montague. This question is for Team Capulet. What scientific rivalry led to a murderous elephant named Topsy being put to death by electrocution? Wow. So many. (laughs) Do you mean which which uh, which century? The nineteenth century. Or the twentieth century? Twentieth century. I'm, I'm asking for the rivalry. Okay. A rivalry, rivalry between two scientists. Uh, I, I, was it uh, uh, Edison and Tesla? You are. You are correct. Uh, yes. <laughs> of all the famous scientists' rivalries to choose from, <laughs> you stumbled yeah, you really onto the right shot in the one. dark there. 
Newton and Leibniz. Yeah. <laughs> but w- can you explain why uh, why it resulted in an elephant being electrocuted? Because yeah. Tesla was David Bowie, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that's right. Anytime ACDC an elephant hears, <laughs> anytime an elephant hears David Bowie, all its senses get mixed up, and it walks straight into the middle of a power station. Yeah. That's my closest guess. It's not sure if it's but a boy elephant, elephant or a girl. <laughs> So, um, Topsy the elephant uh, was a circus elephant who killed three people after her trainer tried to feed her a cigarette lighter. Ah, um, so a dick. Yeah, so they, they are, proved, proved they are the high in nutrients. To be fair, <laughs> um, so everyone decided that the elephant needed to be killed, and they originally intended to hang the elephant. Oh my god! Um, oh. As a le- as a yeah, warning so to like, all the other elephants, yes. put its head on a post. And so, yeah. like Edison wanted to prove that uh, Tesla's method of generating electricity was really dangerous and so he used it to electrocute the elephant. Was it Correct. the generating or wasn't it the current? It yeah, was it was the AC current. DC. Yeah. Will um, it hurt more if you're electrocuted for consecutive volts or alternating volts? <laughs> well, He said it does not matter. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the point is it, do, it doesn't matter but uh, Edison was trying to uh, tar Tesla's name by create, inventing the electric chair and then right. using it on an elephant. Um, you can't get the elephant to sit on it. It was a circus <laughs> elephant. I got it. I got it. That was his the number one trick. <laughs> oh, I actually know that. They they Amazing. fed the elephant carrots laced with cyanide. Oh. Oh. That's like a Rasputin kind of thing. Oh, um, you can you can actually, and I don't recommend this. Watch the death of Topsy oh. on, on YouTube, oh. on YouTube, where it has been put to jaunty circus music. Oh. <laughs> This is not yakety sex. <laughs> um, so I'll give I'll give half points to Capulet for that one. This right. next question is for it's Montague. A real, it's a real niche market. Elephant snuff porn. Gotta watch me some dead elephants. Oh. Yeah, but what what is it? What's the rule? If you um, rule forty two, rule forty six. Yeah, yeah. If you can think of it, there's porn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, hey, not sa- I'm not saying there's elephant electrocution porn. I'm just saying that there is elephant electrocution what videos. <laughs> Next question, okay. and there is a bonus point if you can find the connection to the previous right. uh, question. Okay. When it comes to Mars, why do some people say that the only way to be sure is to nuke the site from orbit? Oh. This is very recent news. Uh, wow. uh, be- oh, because there's um, water, water there's and water. therefore there could be life, and mm. there could, therefore we should kill it. Kill it. <laughs> Just to be sure. With the nuking. Flowing water. It's moving. Yeah. It's moving water. Not frozen. Frozen yeah. water we don't care about. Flowing water. Got to kill that shit. Kill it dead. <laughs> kill it with fire. Okay. Yes, Matt? Yes. Um, uh, so they are worried about the danger of contaminating Mars with bacteria from Earth. So like anything that you send up to Mars could have Earth bacteria on it. And if you're looking for the tiniest signs of Martian life, um, and you find bacteria on Mars, you have to be really sure that it's not Earth bacteria. So, so just sterilise so the whole yeah, planet. Sterilise yeah. sterilize the whole area where you, where you drop your probes and make sure you've totally cleaned up. By playing David Bowie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the chances of anything coming from Mars will be zero. Well, the audience I mean, member says to yes. One. I agree with audience member, but also thanks for letting us answer. <laughs> well, they, I mean, you still haven't got it. Well, <laughs> well, I think I, I think the last time they when they set up the last uh, rover, the last uh, thing that they dropped, and they accidentally sent a circus elephant with it, <laughs> which has contaminated Mars as we know it. We have to destroy. It. Wait, are we talking about Mars, the planet? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, well, Mars, That's the ancient god. Oh no. It's just chicken, egg- God. <laughs> Mars, a delicious chocolate treat. Uh, laced with cyanide. <laughs> so this, is a, this was a suggestion from Elon Musk, Musk. the CEO of SpaceX. A famous liar. Well, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there have been rumours. Um, he suggested that uh, they should set off fusion bombs every few seconds over each of the poles of Mars um, to create two tiny stars which would warm the planet, release CO2, and kickstart the greenhouse effect, um, thus setting in motion terraforming of Mars. I've got the connection. Yes? Because uh, Elon Musk is also the CEO of Tesla. Correct. Hey. Yes. Nice. Now, Sounds uh, like somebody who's got an excess of fusion bombs to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we just need to set off a lot of fusion bombs. Just keep them coming. Well, he said of the bombs that they are very large by our standards, but very small by calamity standards. <laughs> 
Calamity's That's got the high standard standards. I work by, guys. <laughs> Calamity standard. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, okay. Here's, here's another question. This one is for Capulet. Why might we be finding out what Thor does in the shadows? Um, because someone put a light in the corner? Oh, oh I know the answer. Oh, because there's a new Matt film with Tom Hiddleston as a vampire. No. Tom Hiddleston no. Uh, played Loki, Loki, who is Thor's brother. Incorrect. And okay, okay. The shadows is a film gonna, vampire. You're wrong. It's a long walk. I'm going to throw it over to Montague. Uh, because... Taika Waititi is directing Thor 3. Yes. Ah. Yes. Um, yes, Kiwi legend Taika Waititi is set to direct Thor Ragnarok. Um, Makes her laugh every time she hears it. Pretty much the most metal movie title ever. Um, yeah. Interestingly, he's also going to be collaborating with Peter Jackson to connect the Lord of the Rings trilogies with the Marvel Universe. So uh, when, Gollum, when Gollum tries to steal Iron Man's arc reactor... It's called uh, Smeagol versus Stark. <laughs> Your face before you delivered that was beautiful. Okay, okay, no, but but seriously, he is also doing a video game adaption based on the popular PS2 game. Um, what we do in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> and you thought my joke was a long one. <laughs> Mine wasn't even a joke. Mine was a genuine attempt to answer the question. Okay, okay. I mean, that's you've upset Matt Powell now, Brendan. Right? <laughs> Do you know? Speaking pause, of, pause the recording until we can smooth things over. <laughs> or Matt will be pouting for the rest of the podcast. Just gonna, no, I'm sulking. <laughs> sulking. Okay, okay. He hasn't reached pout so level yet. The two days since I've been in Wellington, mm-hmm. I've seen Jermaine Clement twice. Me too. <gasps> Yeah. But you didn't talk to him, right? Because that's no. what Kiwis do. We do not talk no. to famous and people. I was shocked because I was in the airport and he was like hanging around in the bookshop for ages. Waiting to be like, noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, poor just guy. Just just looking for some books. Yeah. He was obviously nervous about coming over to talk to me. So I just, I played it cool. I saw Jermaine Clement downstairs here at Bats the other week and people have never taken so long to put on their coats after a show. Yeah. <laughs> I think like it's just a series of Jermaine bots wandering around here. Wellington. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's uh, that's the end of the nerd quotient round. Aww. So let's go over to Andrew Todd for the scores. We're at the end of round one, and Team Montague is on twenty points. What? We're just ahead of Team Captain on fifteen points. Round of applause, Team Montague. All right, time to get serious. This next round is called the Versus Round. Yes. In tribute to the theme of rivals, and thank you for that visual uh, joke for our podcast, Diane. Uh, I went on IMDb and looked up all of the movies that have verses in the title. Okay. So here's... Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read out the first half of a okay. versus title. If you can provide the second half, I will give you, uh, I'll give you a point. So just ding in okay. if you have the second half. We'll start off easy. Batman. Versus yeah. Superman. <laughs> what, what is that? Batman versus Superman. Uh-oh. What? Oh, wow. This is, you're getting a stern looking at. Because <laughs> really? He is, feels like you should know better. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh! oh. oh. What a pregnant pause. Look, I know we wish that that wasn't the title, but it is the title. (laughs) Freddy. Versus Jason. Correct. Alien. Versus Predator. Two. Colin Requiem. (laughs) Colin Requiem. Yeah, I'll give you a point for Alien versus Predator Requiem, yes. Scott Pilgrim. Versus the world. Kramer. Versus Kramer. (laughs) The People. Versus Larry Flint. Or the world. The I'm people there. versus the world. You might have made that one up. It's okay. No, I'll give, a point, I'll give you a point for. I'll give you a point genre. for the people versus Larry Flint, but also the people versus George Lucas. Oh, oh. A film. oh yeah. that's fair. We do have a concerns with him. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. Oh. Oh. Correct. <laughs> Strippers <laughs> versus zombies. Yes. It's a reasonable guess, uh, but that's not correct. It's versus the Christian Ninja Army. <laughs> Again, that's a very close. <laughs> Strippers versus werewolves. Oh, so close. Oh. 
Um, they don't like Super versus Zombies is still in pre-production. Okay, <laughs> okay well, let's go to the, the versus Zombies round. <laughs> I've collected all of the films that end in versus Zombies. Mm. I'll give you a point for every one you can name. Strippers versus Zombies. No. It's in, it's in pre-production. No. <laughs> Strippers versus Zombies 2, Colin Requiem. Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. Versus who's zombies. fighting zombies? Plants versus Zombies. <laughs> Mummies. Mummies versus Zombies? No. Okay. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this another way. Okay. I'll give you a list of ones, and I'm gonna put in um, one fake one. Okay. Oh Jesus! If you can, you have to guess. Jesus which is versus zombies. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'll cross that one off. Bears versus zombies. Who? Bears. Milfs versus zombies. Neighbors versus zombies. Navy seals versus zombies. Cockneys versus zombies. Marie Curie versus zombies. Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. Only Pro wrestlers versus zombies. Humans versus zombies. College coeds versus zombies. <laughs> Sheriff Tom versus zombies. Cowboys versus zombies. Zombies versus robots. And zombies versus strippers. Uh, it is actually there. It's the other way around. That's why. Okay. Zombies versus strippers is there. Um, I'll give you an extra point if you can get. Um, who can get closest to how much money Zombies vs. Strippers made at the box office? Not enough. Just, just give me a number in pounds. Uh, uh, 350 pounds. 350 pounds? 270 hundred. 270 hundred. <laughs> you are closer. It made 38 pounds at the box office. <laughs> so which one of those? Which we're, one? we're guessing which one's not real. Yeah, which one wasn't real? I'm... I, I think Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. No, I'm not sure I've seen that. Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Right. He's the vampire. So was yeah, he was, was a vampire. Clear All right, yeah. let's go with Abe. Uh, We're gonna go, we'll go Bears versus Zombies. Bears versus, so Bears versus Zombies is real. Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies is real. Yeah, How would so, Marie Curie have defeated yeah. Zombies? Marie Curie was the, was the fake one. Oh. Just, oh, that was the only one I wanted to see. It's something I've been working on. She would radiate the crap out of them. It would be amazing. Okay, a couple more. Chuck Norris versus... Jean-Claude Van Damme, I would pay money any day of the week. Oh, uh... Chuck Norris versus 3 to 21. It's the, uh, from the book of Chuck Norris. Um, <laughs> Stop. It's, uh, it's in the Apocrypha. Chuck Norris versus Chuck Norris. Oh. I mean, we'd pay to see it. Chuck Norris versus communism. Oh. Oh. He, he is incredible. Okay. I thought that um, was a Mr. T genre. Helen Keller. <laughs> versus hearing? <laughs> Speaking? Yeah. Helen Keller versus night wolves. <laughs> Any idea what the uh, any idea what the catchphrase is for that one? They, they can't uh, you can't be scared of the dark if it's always dark. That's, no, it's not. They can't hear who coming. <laughs> no, oh, she's a natural born Keller. <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. Airplane. Airplane. Airplane versus. This is snakes. No, it's not snakes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie stars Dean Cain. Oh. <laughs> to give you a hint at the quality. Airplane versus career oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Airplane versus volcano. Oh. oh damn it. Um, it's two minutes oh, long. It's like rock, okay. paper, scissors. That's about someone being grounded in an airport in Iceland for three days. <laughs> Nosferatu. Versus the transit of Venus. No. Oh, that was a fuck. That's a French show. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is. I can't believe you didn't get this. This is Nosferatu versus Father Pipecock and Sister Funk. <laughs> Drink it, tea. Oh. Um, okay, here's one from 1915. Love versus money. Mm. The patriarchy. Um, love versus a guy twirling his moustache and tying love to the railroad tracks. It was love war. versus a love horse's versus carriage. It was love versus chickens. Of course. Here's the plot summary. Yes, please. The love affair between Mabel Diggs and Chester Spriggs is rudely interrupted when Mabel's father accidentally kills a chicken belonging to Chester's mother. It's a modern day Romeo and Juliet. Wow. <laughs> you know what's great, guys? Chickens are still funny a hundred years later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I found the oldest versus movie from 1897. Any idea what it is? Black and uh, white versus sepia. 
Uh, rocket ship versus the moon. <laughs> no. Uh, um, versus Abel. France versus England. It is bayonet versus bayonet. Oh. Here is the plot summary. Spoilers: bayonet wins. <laughs> Each year is assembled at the great training grounds of Aldershot an immense army of Britain's soldiery. This annual encampment is the occasion of trials of skill in military games between the most noted athletes of the service. This picture shows the bayonet duel between two experts. The men wear heavily padded jackets and immense masks, and the onslaught is very furious. A group of non-commissioned officers and privates look on and applaud the various skillful moves. I feel like there's real room for a movement, like Bayonet Club, where you just get dressed up in hugely padded clothing, just go out at each other with bayonets. I think that'd be real stress relieving. Yeah, the first rule is not to talk yeah, about. Never talk about. I've already failed Bayonet Club. So it, uh, that was Bayonet versus Bayonet, subtitled "The Masks and the Furious." Ah. Seems to be being remade by Michael Bay. So, so. All right, that brings us to the end of the versus round. Andrew has somehow been scoring that, so it's over to you, Andrew. The scores at the end of round two. Team Montague is on 30 points. And trailing behind on 23 points, it's Team Capulet. All right, Team Montague. Don't worry, we're alike in dignity. (laughs) (laughs) A plague on just your house. It's time for our next round, the fan fiction round. Now, I know that some of you have experience writing fan fiction um, <laughs> Rick and Jason, you have a you have a, your own podcast, right? Yes, uh, yes. It's called about How About This. this? Yes, and uh, you sometimes write write fan fiction. Yeah, we've written you? fan fiction, Star Wars fan fiction, uh, Smurf fan fiction, Michael Caine. Uh, what's that? Michael Caine. Michael Caine and Batman yeah. fan fiction. I wrote some Happy Days favorite. fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, with the Fonz and the Shark. Yeah, was beautiful stuff. Yeah. yeah. Diane, you write fan fiction, don't you? Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't write it. Are you I drunk just... right now? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you... I don't tell people this. <laughs> but you're gonna now. All right. Uh... <laughs> Everyone stop and listen to Diane. When you go through puberty, you get hormones. And as a young girl, I didn't watch naughty things, but I did read Dragon Ball Z naughty things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, bravo! Real deep. <laughs> That's what they said. Who did you? Who did you say your rivalry was with? Oh, uh, <laughs> the original backstage version. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm gonna ask each team to com- compose some original fan fiction. So proud! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so. I think I think we might start with Team Montague. Yeah. Um, mm. And I'd like this to be a, a tribute to uh, Taika Waititi and um, his taking over direction of a Marvel film. Um, so I'd like this to be in the style of Eagle versus Shark. Um, Eagle versus Shark. I'd like this to be Thor versus Captain America. Um, but I want I want that same kind of. Um, Lovely kind of low key vibe of, of oh, Eagle versus Shark. Oh, okay. low key, a low key vibe. Uh, <laughs> okay, ready? You ready? I've got. Yeah. Uh, Thor stood awkwardly outside the gym where he knew that Captain America was working out. He knew Captain America didn't need to work out, but Captain America wanted to work out. It was what made him happy. So Thor stood awkwardly waiting for four o'clock when he knew he would walk out the door. As Captain America walked out of the door, he saw Thor standing there. He said, hey, nice hammer. Where'd you get it? Thor was amazed at a conversation that struck up between them and giggled nervously. He tried to tell him where he got it from, but he just fumbled and and spat a little instead. (laughs) But it was okay because Captain America got out his handkerchief which was the flag of America and dabbed at his little mouth. As the dabbing proceeded, Thor and Captain America looked at each other and looked away and looked at each other and looked away. I want to hear the dialogue between them now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon if I throw my shield in the air you could hit it with that hammer? Yes, I... I think that would work. (laughs) Said Thor. Why don't you try it? 
Ouch. <laughs> the shield went straight through the window of the local KFC. Oh, we better run. I mean, I could stay and fight. I'm really strong. Hold my hand, The two of them ran. Thor's hair blowing in the wind behind them. Quirky music played as they ran up and down the streets of Wellington, past all the landmarks you totally recognise. <laughs> Until finally, walking up quite a few steps to Thor's Mount Victoria flat. Collapsed on the couch, giggling and rolling with one another. <laughs> Limbs entangled. Okay, we're all there. Get one for you. Yeah. We were just about to get Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to go deep and dark. That's all I know. Diane's lip was Elvis twitching during that entire story. <laughs> Team Capulet. Okay. I think I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who, when they heard about West Side Story. Like they were really, really excited, but then when they actually saw it, they were disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I would like you to to tell the story of actual jets versus actual sharks, <laughs> which is what I wish the movie was. You know that great rivalry. Um, and I know I know that Ollie's a big um, West Side Story fan, so let's bring a bit of music into this. It was Robert Magnum's day as a pilot. He was the best pilot. He was flying a 747 over the Atlantic Ocean expertly because he was an expert pilot. An expert American pilot. All all American pilots are experts and all expert pilots are American. They fly topless, rippled, cut, like they've just stepped out of a shower with Goose and Iceman. Flying low over the waves, they uh, he, he shot out sound waves that made the waves stand up on end. The sharks underneath the ocean looked up and knew what the pointy waves meant. The sharks were Russian. All good sharks are Russian. All good strong sharks are Russian. Swimming sharks are Russian. Russian sharks were listening. The waves were a call. A call to action. They began to click. <laughs> this took much coordination. But sharks are nothing if not Russian and coordinated. <laughs> and Russian. The sharks had been drilling for months. They knew exactly what to do. One by one, they started a lateral motion in their tail fins and began to power up from the depths of the ocean towards the surface. Faster and faster they rose until they broke the surface just in front of the plane. Four sharks up over the nose of the plane and through the windshield. Right then, the captain grabbed the mouth of the shark and held it open right in front of his face. Six rows of razor-sharp teeth dug into Robert Magnum's hands, but he didn't relax his grip for an instant. Because sometimes you jump the shark, and, and sometimes, sometimes the shark jumps, jumps you! Oh, the Capulets! All right, that was a very close one, but for that closing line, I'm going to have to give that one to the Dad, Capulets. cut off. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to our closing lines. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was why you got cut off. <laughs> um, Andrew, update on the scores. Update on the scores. The Capulets have made a stunning comeback. They're on 28 points, but still in the lead. Team Montague is on 30 points. Montagues. And I just want to point out that in the film... Uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, there is actually a scene where a shark fights a plane. Yeah! So that was the film that I wanted to be watching. Okay, good to know. Instead of West Side Story, it's you good. watch Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. I mean, it's one or the other, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> it's time for our next round, and this round is known as Bad for Your Elf. Bad for Your Elf. Bad for Your Elf. Bad for Your Elf. Sorry, it's in. This, this, yeah. is, uh, this is a game that takes a little bit of explaining. Um, I'm going to uh, give one team a list of names, which you are going to read out. Uh, but in, you're going to mix in some made-up names. Okay. 
Team Capulet, you are going to have to try and guess which ones are real Ooh. and which ones mm. are made up. Okay. Now, on the uh, theme of rivalries, and uh, following on from uh, the uh, West Side Story, this is going to be inspired by the 1979 film The Warriors. Ooh. Um, Shit. Which <laughs> is... Great. Fa- it's Can a fantastic film. If you haven't seen Warriors. it, you should... Okay, so you guys know this and you guys don't. Is that what I'm? No, and a very small percentage of the audience clearly. (laughs) That is that is absolutely fine. Um, So I have here a list of the uh, the gangs from the Warriors, plus a short description of uh, what they wear or what they do. Um, so the most famous are the warriors, the, the 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 main characters. They're known for their sweet leather vests and their habit of being blamed for other people's murders. Uh, the Gramercy Rifts <laughs> are like the top gang in New York, and uh, their leader Cyrus gets murdered. The Rogues are the the baddies. Well, you're um, going through all the ones on this list. Yeah, I'm going through. The, they're real. I'm giving the, I'm giving <laughs> Thanks, people some context. Uh, the Lizzies is the all girl gang. Um, so uh, you've got a list there of some more yeah, gangs. The Lizzies. The Lizzies. 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 Uh, the all-girl gang. Oh, right, yes. Sorry. <laughs> my, my accent. <laughs> so, Bless you. Bless you. so just read out uh, a, an actual gang and a description of them. Uh, these are, I've, put, I've put also a list of all of the other gangs. Oh. Just in case, but I would suggest you just use that top list there. Okay. So we read, we read one, and then we try and make some up as well. Read one, and then they'll tell you if it's real or fake. Oh, okay. Just start from the top. <laughs> no, we're just, we're just clarifying. We got this. Yeah. These ones are the ones we're reading. Uh, the skiffs. The sk- they, they wear uh, uh, little boys' uniforms, like school uniforms. Like ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to know a lot about real it. Real or fake? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say fake. It is fake. Damn it. Do you get a point for that? Well done. Uh, so next one, please. The high hats. That's, that's real. That's true. What do they wear? <laughs> Tell us what they wear. Well, I'm not well, interested already, now. You've, you've already chosen. <laughs> I feel like the audience should know. They're mimes. They're yeah. mimes. Okay. They're, they're a gang of mimes. <laughs> yes, they're, yeah. they're real. Very few murders. Okay. Okay. Silent Mirrors. The punks. They wear uh, denim overalls with a rugby shirt. <laughs> That's fake. <laughs> it's real. Yeah! <laughs> the, the punks all, all wear denim overalls and those stripy rugby shirts. It's amazing. Uh, the Bettys. Is that with a double T or a double N? It's double T. Double T. Double T. Betties. The Betties. The Betties. The Betties. The Betties. And uh, they all wear black dresses. Like, are we talking LBDs or like... Doesn't say. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Real or fake? Uh, Hard to tell. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm going to say fake. You think it's Fake. Fake. It is fake. Damn yeah. it! It is fake. Because <laughs> we've already established that the Lizzies are the all girl yeah. gang. I didn't say that the Bettys weren't all yeah. were all girls. I just said they wore black dresses. Yeah. Alright, good point. Your ability to get things right is based on fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next one. Go. The Satan's mothers, who are a biker gang. Well, that's plausible. But is it correct? Well they all like they 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 don't generally tend to go on bikes. They all take the subway in the film. Yeah, they walk they're everywhere like, in that like, film. They walk everywhere yeah. or they take Public the subway transport. and there's like big fights on the subway. Alright, so, so we say fake? Yeah. Alright, fake. Fake. No! Ah. Oh, they're real and you can tell they're bad because they don't have an apostrophe oh, in Satan's no. oh, mothers. The worst. <laughs> so, so Killing them softly. So they're the mothers of more than one Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are uh, you? Yeah. The electric Eliminators. They wear satin, yellow, bomber jackets. So did everyone in New York at that time period. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they get their electric eliminators and they get it from their static electricity charges yeah. from their satin. But they only kill <laughs> elephants. <laughs> That's sustainable. It takes the a lot of charge. Safe, the only yeah. safe charge. Yeah. Real uh, or fake? Real. It is real. Ooh, well, it's real. All right, two more. 
Two more. Okay. The uh, the moon runners. <laughs> I think she's faking too. Hard. I think she's faking too hard. hard. Let's hear the description. Tell us more. They wear moon pendants. And sweatbands. And sweatbands. <laughs> real? real. 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 It's real. Yeah. <laughs> I hammed it up too much. <laughs> yeah. so there's a lot of psychology in this game. One more. Oh, I don't know. The, the boppers. Who, whatever. Uh, who might wear, what, what can I think of? Purple waistcoat? <laughs> Co- coats? And... <laughs> Uh, what's another thing that I'm making up right now? <laughs> Spotted ties. He just described the Joker, guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a gang of the Jokers, so I'm, I'm going to say fake. You really reckon? Final answer? Captain? I like it. You like it? It's the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> just be dominant if you must, Jackson. Jason says I'm so fake They're real Damn it (laughs) Now who's the arsehole They never listen to Jason again Can I give you my favourite one Yes Uh, My favourite one is the baseball furies Who wear baseball uniforms and makeup Kiss makeup makeup. Kiss makeup Specifically Nobody didn't say that one There's some amazing names here Um, The go-hards That just sounds like a bunch of like Teen (laughs) kids from the 90s Being like oh go hard (laughs) Out of it. Or the alley cats, which I imagine is everyone just in the film. Yes, the music. Yes. Um, I like the real boys, like the it's a boys. gang of Pinocchios. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! I'm a real boy. <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a rivalry, rivalry with the blue fairies. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, right. that brings us to the end of Bad for Your Elf. Andrew, scores update. Believe it or not, Brendan, ladies and gentlemen, the scores are tied. Wow. 33 points each. <laughs> Round of applause for both our teams. Sorry, we done Our next round is the seductions round. Oh. Mm. oh. Now on this, we're gonna be we're gonna be taking rivals and we're gonna be looking for ways for them to, to come together. So I'd like teams to well, it's up to you. Um, I like it. A... Is it based in Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cross Dragon Ball Z off this list. Uh, an expert. So I will. I will uh, give you a rivalry, and teams ring in if you have a line that someone could say that could bring these rivals together. Maybe heal the breach, or even kindle romance. So the first rivalry is uh, Batman versus Superman. What's the end of that title? <laughs> I, don't think you can, I don't think you've completed your sentence Dawn versus Justice Hey Superman you want to come into my crypt tonight? Oh. <laughs> Thank you Can we go again? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh that was, that was the oh. line oh. <laughs> Go, go. Uh, It's great to steal the bases You want to... About the steel. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Batman says to Superman, I, I think the problem is you've built yourself a fortress of solitude. <laughs> okay. Superman, we've got five contingency plans. Uh, but for you, I'm going to throw them all away. <laughs> Geekily accurate. Superman, bat this. <laughs> okay, uh, the rivalry between Starks and Lannisters. You know, you look like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just winter that's coming. <laughs> I've fallen for you. Or was I pushed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next rivalry between Rolda Munson and Robert Falcon Scott. The I two don't... Antarctic what? explorers. Oh. Hey, it's quite cold. Do you want to come into my tent? <laughs> That'd probably work. <laughs> I'm frozen stiff. <laughs> <laughs> 
you want to conquer my pole? <laughs> Look, I know the two of us are just frozen, but uh, I think we should just let it go. <laughs> Let's both <laughs> aim. <laughs> Thank you, one audience member. We're not going to see a penguin, but we could still get bear. Ow. <laughs> God damn it, I did it like three times and now I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we just need something to break the ice. Oh, uh, oh I don't... Yep. You can light my log fire. <laughs> I brought all these horses to Antarctica. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Let's both aim for the pole and see who gets there first. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, just, just out of curiosity, the rivalry between Goku and Vegeta. I read a lot of those fanfiction. Go. <laughs> <laughs> they were dark. <laughs> <laughs> Want to take my spirit bomb? <laughs> Tickle my dragon balls. <laughs> I think there's something between us. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Round of applause for both teams. <laughs> Andrew, update on the scores. Well, Brendan, I'm trying to add this up in my head as I do the announcement. <laughs> but Team Montague is on the... 42 points, and Team Capulet is on 43 points! Oh, Team Capulet! All right, uh, this next round is going to be a, it's a quick round. It's going to be Marvel versus DC. Just out of curiosity, what side are we on? Personally, I'm DC, but I know Jin. I'm Marvel, Marvel just... Because it's what I've seen on the movies. <laughs> Professional race walkers don't have time for comics. <laughs> uh, I'm Dark Horse. Oh, oh man, oh. I uh, I'm a Linda Berry fan. <laughs> Check her out. <laughs> I'm Vertigo, which is DC, but I love Marvel. Okay, all right. So there you go. Why um, do we have to fight? <laughs> oh, because it's a rival thing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. So DC and Marvel have been ripping each other off for. Ages. So, for example, they both have a wisecracking archer um, who doesn't have superpowers, but's very good at shooting arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, Green Arrow, Hawkeye, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I'm going to describe a character, and I want you to tell me which superhero character I am describing. Ooh, yeah. Oh God. Introduced in 1963, and inspired by a small stinging insect. She has the power to shrink really small. Her costume is yellow and black. The hornet. <laughs> the wasp. Queen. Oh, the wasp. The, the wasp is uh, the Marvel character, yeah. but uh, that's not... Queen Bee? DC's Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also ripped off by uh, Transformers. Yeah. Um, okay. A genetically engineered mercenary assassin... His costume is red and black, and he's deadly with a blade. His alter ego rhymes with Jay Jilson. That is Deadpool. Nope. (laughs) Incredibly, no, it's not. What? (laughs) No, there's another character that was invented ten years earlier. (laughs) Uh, Deadshot? It's Uh, not Deadshot. He he was actually invented uh, 50 years earlier. Uh, Bullseye? Bullseye, no, no. So it's not... Nicholas Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Hops. Wade Wilson Deadpool. It's Slade Wilson Deathstroke. Yes. <laughs> so we had an audience was... member mouthing that as Brendan yeah. said. <laughs> so Deathstroke was invented in ninety or created in nineteen eighty. Uh, Ten years later, um, Deadpool was created by artist <laughs> Rob Leefield. <laughs> ah, Rob Leefield. Yes. All right. He is the, a man of such perspective. He can see the breasts and the bottom at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is kind of cubist in the, in that way. Um, so it's still gross. This next character is uh, the ruler of an undersea kingdom. Oh. He's strong and fast underwater, and he seems to be more or less immortal. He was first created in 1939. Uh, I'm going to go for. It's uh, in my brain. Uh, it's not Aquaman. No, no, no it's he Prince, wants you to uh, think Prince that. Namor. Prince yeah, that's Namor, it. Namor, is Namor, Namor. So, can we go 
go older and just say Neptune. <laughs> Poseidon, we can so, go older. <laughs> so Neptune was invented slightly before 1939. Um, so Namor, Namor appeared in Marvel issue number one. Uh, Aquaman appeared in DC two years later. Mm. All right. He's a gigantic, evil, godlike being. He lives in space and tries to dominate the universe. He has a weird, <laughs> blocky face. What's his name? Galactus. Safe. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was invented by Jack Kirby in 1970. The one that comes into the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Is Thanos, who was invented three years later, uh. by coincidence, it seems. In 1970, Jack Kirby invented Darkseid. Oh, Darkseid. With an eye. Of course. Yes, with an eye. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, guys. I shouldn't have known that. Oh, really? It's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Batman died from him. Batman, Batman died yeah. for you, Darkseid. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, Apocalypto. Uh, You're just saying random words. It comes now. from the planet <laughs> Apocalyptus. Yeah, Apocalypse. Apocalypse There's audience members ready to stab you, man. So <laughs> we're just. Yeah, from Apocalypto, the Stop Mel saying words. Film. You're yeah, going to die. Right, that's right. Apocalyptus <laughs> is the type of leaves that koalas eat. So, <laughs> so get koalas your facts, at the end get of the your world. Facts straight, Matt Powell. Closest koalas. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the end of that round. Um, before we, we're not even going to hear the scores, we're going to go straight into the final round. <laughs> <laughs> Because this, for, for a rival show, we need to know who would win. This is the who would win round. All right. Mm. I will give each team a character from pop culture. They will have to argue why that character would defeat the other. It's the classic nerd argument. Jermaine or Brett? Jermaine or Brett? <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, clearly. So th- He's been requiring dodge. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is going to be, uh, you're each going to be given a great hunter, a great setter of traps, Ooh. someone Ooh. who's a near immortal. Um, so let's see. Um, team Capulet, yes. you'll get the Predator nice. from uh, the Predator films. And uh, Team Montague, you will get Wiley Coyote <laughs> from the, uh, the Roadrunner cartoon. So this is uh, the, <laughs> my upcoming screenplay. Predator versus Wily Coyote. <laughs> to the Requiem. Colin Requiem. <laughs> yeah, the Requiem, yes. Uh, so let's see. I will give you each uh, 90 seconds for an opening statement, time for rebuttal, and then closing statements. Okay. So uh, on behalf of Predator, your time starts now. Well, clearly, uh, he's bred to hunt. He comes from a, a culture of hunters. Uh, his ship consists solely of trophies from hunting all over the universe uh, through different dimensions, different times. So walking into a cartoon world wouldn't phase the Predator. And and, uh, I think we can all agree, 98% of scientists do, that we're facing a critical decade for global warming. If we're going to need to go to battle, we need someone who thrives on heat and humidity. That is Predator. Uh, The Predator has infrared vision, so a picture of a tunnel painted on a wall is not going to fool him. Uh, the, the predator can hit a fast-moving target. Uh, he has three laser dots uh, that can follow just about anything. And uh, he can still make a box office hit with having to act against Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> or Adrian Brody. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you, Team Capulet. Over to you, Team Montague, for Wiley Coyote. Well, the good thing about Wiley Coyote is that, you know... You know, you can hunt many, many things, but Wiley Coyote hunts one thing and one thing only. He, this is, he's a he's a beast with focus, and you cannot mess with focus. I was going to say determination. He's been hunting the same damn thing for twenty years. If he's going to hunt Predator, it's never going to stop. And and his ability to paint a tunnel, the likeness is uncanny. And that's not the only thing he can paint. He could paint the Predator, and the, the Predator will turn up and go, there's another Predator here, I've got to back off. Because once a Predator stakes its claim, the other Predator has to go, I'm out, I'm out, because you're a solo you're a solo hunter. And, that's, I'm, yeah. that's, and if we're talking about heat, Wally Coyote, he lives in the desert. He's already there. He's Where also, it is dry. It is dry and hot there. He's also so. used to hunting a roadrunner, which is crazy fast. Predator gets some speed, but not roadrunner speed. Oh. And if there's another word that you can really sum up Wiley Coyote with, it is resilience. That man has fallen off how many cliffs? You can't kill him. You He's can't. Immortal. All 
All right, thank you, Capulet. Rebuttal, uh, sorry, rebuttal from Capulet. You talk about painting a tunnel. There's one thing a predator can paint, and that's a target. With an orbital nuke strike. (laughs) That's right. If the predator becomes, even if the predator becomes mortally incapacitated by Wily e. Coyote, he will take the coyote out with a nuclear bomb the, because that is his dedication. The predator is a strategic hunter, so before he tries to engage the road run, uh, the coyote, uh, he will go and take out every Acme office in the world, <laughs> which brings thus uh, taking away all of the coyote supplies. And that brings us back. Yeah, it's a capitalist monopoly, really. That is what you're supporting here. Acme, Acme, Acme. It's just the much yeah, you're supporting the military-industrial complex. Boo! 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 Boo. The is about Predator peace. Thank you, Capulet. Montague, rebuttal. You can launch a nuclear attack on the Wily Coyote, but just before the bomb, bomb hits, umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Where would he get it from? <laughs> He's always got. He never got the umbrellas from Acme. There is. <laughs> He made them himself. He just carries them in his back pocket, in the back pocket of his, <laughs> yeah. his coyote pants. Hammer space. Hammer space, exactly, yeah. exactly. And also, you, you talk about bringing down the big corporations, but Acme was what just about a, the children? Acme was just a children? small operation. Yeah, do you hate children? You guys I are like evil. Children. I want them to dream and have imagination. I want them to <laughs> make, think they can make the American dream. They can make money. And get a nice white picket fence. And two children, one boy and one little girl? Okay, thank you, thank you, Monica. I think we've got, we've got a little bit off topic. <laughs> so, um, in just a moment, the audience is going to decide which of these two competitors will win. <laughs> but finally, we'll hear closing statements from each team. Capulet. You'd better order a chopper from Acme and then get to it. Because while you're busy painting a sign that says goodbye, cruel world, you're just going to hear... Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> and uh, the Predator hates children. Oh. <laughs> we don't hate children, we just hate plot. <laughs> Montague. Um, in my experience, everyone that the Predator has gone up against has defeated the Predator. <laughs> the Predator has a zero success rate. First, Arnold Schwarzenegger took him down. I think, what's it, the guy from Lethal Weapon took him down. What was it? Danny Glover. Danny Glover took down a Predator. And while... He while was too old for that shit. He still took down the Predator. Oh, uh, the Predator while... took, ca- took down Carl Weathers. <laughs> okay, look, look guys, this is closing statement. Even though Wiley Coyote has never killed the Roadrunner... The Roadrunner has never defeated him in return. Roadrunner was just a training, a training p- pattern. All right, for thank, Wiley you. thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Terrorism, order, pithy, nice and pithy. And now put it to the audience um, whether uh, Predator or Roadrunner would come out victorious in this battle. So Umbrella. I will. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. That's the most conscientious audience member. It's beautiful. <clears throat> so, please applaud for the character you think would win. Do you think it would be Predator? <laughs> Do you think it would be Wiley Coyote? Lies. Lies. <laughs> He's never caught anything. They were just mad that Matt Powell interrupted our closing statement. <laughs> which is clearly against debating rules. Uh, strap yourself to a rocket. So as uh, Andrew adds up the scores, it just remains for me to thank, first of all, a big thank you to the New Zealand Improv Festival. They do an amazing job. Uh, And to Bats for hosting us here in the Dome. Very, very exciting. Um, And to all of my amazing guests, Jason, April, Matt, Jen, Rick, Diane, Ollie, Andrew, the uh, technical operator. Give them all a round of applause. You can hear Jason and Rick on their own podcast, How About This? Uh, look it up on iTunes. Um, and you can hear No Degree on No Degree. Uh, look us up on iTunes. <laughs> I think uh, it's No Degree colon Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> no Degree colon Requiem. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of the show. We just need to find out who wins. Andrew. 
In second place on 44 points, it's Team Capulet, which means the winner, the champion, and the all-round objective best is Team Montague! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Nerd Degree. Uh, You can hear us every month uh, on the internet. Thank you, everyone. Good night!